Welcome to Let's Learn Together, a podcast from the East Greenbush Central School District. I'm your host, Superintendent Jeff Simons. On today's episode, we're discussing mental health in schools, a very important topic. We hear from our students about their favorite part of the school day, and we highlight the SAD Club at Columbia High School. But first, I'd like to wish everybody a happy new year. As we start the new year in the East Greenbush Central School District, we're starting a new venture in launching our very own podcast. We plan on releasing new episodes every two weeks to share all the wonderful things happening in our schools and to highlight our amazing students, teachers, and staff. I hope you find this podcast informative and entertaining. Now, let's learn together. Our main story is about mental health and how this growing issue is impacting students in schools. Our public information specialist, Mark Adam, discussed this important topic with Goff Interim Principal James McHugh and District School Psychologist Sue Riss. Mr. McHugh, thanks for joining our new podcast, Let's Learn Together. Thanks for having me, Mark. We're talking about mental health and its impact on schools. As a lifelong educator and the current interim principal of Goff Middle School, I'd like to get your perspective on this issue and how it's affecting our students. What have you noticed in students regarding their mental health since returning as interim principal last school year? So definitely a different day and age, definitely the environment and school environment and you know, our, our outside community stuff has changed over the years uh, since I've been in education. But here, there's an overall increased level of anxiety and school phobia amongst our students. There's definitely a rise in students' inability to be able to really come to school, concentrate, persevere when really challenged, you know. So we've always tried to increase our students' resiliency. Um, and when you're fighting those things, those things definitely impact classroom learning, they impact school attendance, and they impact uh, on, you know, really having our students to form healthy relationships. So um, we do see with a percentage of our students that there's just an overall lack of interest, whether it's academics, whether it's student activities or events. And we see, you know, again, with, uh, with a percentage of our students, we just see a low, lower overall energy. Uh, we definitely, especially at the middle school, which is common amongst any middle school, is we see a definite uptick in negative student behavior and poor choices. And, you know, those things kind of fall under just defiance. We see students that, you know, uh, do some self-harm. And obviously we see some bullying issues. What types of mental health issues are teachers and staff seeing in their students? You know, so school phobia, kids just not wanting to come to school. And, you know, I think that that may be, you know, a result of COVID, also maybe result of you know just uh, what's currently going on in outside of schools as well. But um, you know, student anxiety, students really becoming anxious. Uh, they could come into the school, they be perfectly fine, and then all of a sudden something happens during the day, and we have an anxiety issue that uh, you know our our staff has to address. You know, there's a different change in in the overall mood with some of our students, and again the ability for our students to pay attention and concentrate and focus on learning. Um, but, you know, we, we again, we mentioned it, but we do see cases of self-harm. We see a lot of poor decision-making, a lot of that centered around social media. 
kids making poor decisions on uh, different social media platforms, pushing out information that they shouldn't push out, saying things that they shouldn't say, uh, pictures, everything. But uh, we also see an increase in self-diagnosis, meaning that we do see some students and some families that just diagnose things and say it's a mental health concern without going and getting um, evaluated by a professional. Do you think that's in part because there's just a lack of access, they, they can't get in or they don't know where to go for that I, help? I think it could be both. I think it's an overall awareness of what's out there as far as county services and, and uh, parents just not knowing where to turn to. You've been in education your entire career as a teacher, a principal at Belltop, dean of students at Columbia, you worked as a central office administrator, now you're at the middle school. Um, how prevalent or how common are these issues in school right now and how does that compare to, you know, 20, 30 years ago? Yeah, I've been, I've been around for 30, 36 years, so I'm kind of the old guy around here, but I, I do honestly think it's absolutely reflective of what we see outside of schools. So I think social media has played a, a really huge part, but uh, not to sound like an old guy, but even television and the news, you turn the news on. And I think those things, watching the news, and um, you know, really does impact people's overall wellness. I think there's a general decrease in, in human civility. People don't know how to interact appropriately with each other. I think the lines have been blurred in regards to what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Um, you know, absolutely when we look at our academic data, which we really do, we look at that data on a regular bi-weekly basis, we see a strong tie when we see poor academic performance. A lot of times we see poor school attendance. When we dig into the school attendance to try to figure out why students are missing so much school, it falls under the umbrella of mental health, um, even as far as the extent that students have been placed uh, outside hospitalization. So. Um, I definitely, definitely uh, see an increase in that. Um, I know you talked about the academic side and how attendance uh, impacts that. And how does a student's mental health affect their learning and their overall school experience? Well, you know, paying attention and learning in school, um, you know, for kids to, you know, really care about their schoolwork, that takes a backseat to mental health, right? So when kids are struggling with other things, it, it's that much more difficult to come to school and be ready to learn. So the mental health has to be addressed first. Uh, the development of strong, positive relationships is critical in any school. But, you know, the mental health problems affect the students' overall energy level, you know, their ability to come to school and concentrate, um, optimism, you know, research, you know, will show that, you know, depression is associated with lower grade point average. So coping with mental health, you know, impacts the student's ability to be able to meet the demands of middle school. And middle school's tough. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, um, it's a challenge to begin with, but kids trying to form healthy relationships and the demands of school, whether it's the learning or the social-emotional, making friends, behaving according to the rules, physical demands for being active in middle school, we change periods, all, all those things are impacted uh, by students' mental health. You know, it's just, it's, it's really, you know, kind of obvious that mentally healthy students have a better, you know, chance of reaching their full potential. 
um, you know, because when, when kids are struggling with other things, those, those things have to be addressed and they have to come first before you're, you're, you really focus in on the teaching and learning. What has the school been doing to help students with their mental health needs? So, you know, we talk about mental health. It's embedded in our health curriculum. Um, you know, inside the health curriculum, we talk about mental health. We talk about the value of exercise. We talk about good decision making. We talk about nutrition. Those, all those things impact mental health. Uh, we, meaning our faculty and staff, we make home visits to check in with our students and families. Our faculty and staff connect our families to outside resources, such as services that are available right here through Rensselaer County. Our guidance department, our school social workers, our school resource officer, Jay Gravel, push into classrooms to talk about to students about specific topics that fall under the umbrella of mental health. Um, our social workers and other faculty and staff members use talk therapy with students, meaning that they try to establish open-ended dialogue with our students so that our students feel comfortable uh, to talk about any issues or concerns that they might be having. We emphasize and really encourage people to make phone calls, the value of a phone call home. Um, you know, this whole year, that right, right from the start, we talked about being student-centered, but, um, you know, that's just kind of words, but we talk about what are the behaviors, you know, what are the behaviors that our faculty and staff and our employers in this building exhibit it on a, and model on a daily basis that show we're student-centered? Are we talking to kids? Are we connecting with kids? Are we getting to know our kids? Um, you know, uh, some other things, you know, we have an Adopt-A-Family program here at Goff Middle School. We use the backpack program like all seven of our buildings do in the school district. Uh, we have a Rensselaer County Health Clinic right here in our district, so families don't have to travel and worry about transportation. That service is available to them right here. We, uh, Goff Middle School, as a Rensselaer County Family Intervention Specialist through Rensselaer County, uh, that individual's here two and a half days per week. Uh, we implement a peer mentoring program, so we have high school students working with some of our middle school students. We have a clothes closet here where students can uh, pick out some clothes and, and take those clothes home. And, um, you know, we do grooming and hygiene care. We have students that get right off the bus and report either to our health office or when our guidance counselors or social workers for grooming and hygiene. Um, we definitely have encouraged student participation, whether it's a school-sponsored activity or event or it's a community or a club organization. We try to connect our kids to, to those resources. Uh, we participated in a lot of professional development that falls under the umbrella of mental health. We've been working with uh, once last year with uh, Same Here Global, uh, and then they came back this year. They'll be back again um, later this winter to work with our faculty and staff. Um, and they talk about a lot that, you know, mental health is, is really on a continuum and it can change at any moment and can change it every day. And really uh, trying to erase and eradicate the stigmatism behind the topic of mental health. You know, when you look up mental health, the first statistic that will pop up will say one out of every five suffers with mental health. And same here, Global talks about that, how nobody wants to be that one, one in five. So, um, you know, really getting the understanding that mental health changes on a, on a moment's notice, you know, that uh, people could be dealing with too much in their personal lives at any given time, and the mental health could be a challenge for them for that period of time. So. Um, we also had faculty and staff attend the New York Suicide Prevention Conference this year. We're going to bring them in this winter uh, to speak at a faculty meeting uh, so that all of our faculty and staff members will pull some value out of those conversations as well. It sounds like 
the school and I know all our schools um, are doing a lot to address this. It's a huge topic. Um, and a lot of that's falling on our teachers and our staff and our counselors. Um, just to end here, maybe if you could provide three or four like concrete things, what parents and caregivers can do to help support the school in these efforts and, and help their kids. Yeah, you know, so educated for 36 years, but also a father of four. So I think one of the most important things is really trying to keep open communication with your children. Um, you know, be good listeners, try not to overreact and be too judgmental. But, um, you know, when you're talking to your children, share coping mechanisms, you know, really talk to kids about how to deal with particular situations. We, I think it's really important that our kids try to navigate these challenges on their own, but a little bit of parent coaching of how to navigate situations. You know, parents can't always be fighting the fight for their children. Kids need to figure out how to deal with situations. I think modeling good decision making and good uh, choices is really important, you know, for parents. I think another thing is really increasing the awareness of and understanding of what's really happening, not just inside our schools, but out in the community is important. Um, and then, you know, looking for resources on how to address any challenges that may come up that we're not, you know, we didn't anticipate. Like, I can't believe I got to address this concern. And there are resources out there. One quick, easy resource is parentguidance.org. Um, you know, and when you're really stuck, seek professional guidance when you're struggling. Call your child's pediatrician. Call a doctor. Uh, just have an open and honest discussion with, with your children's doctor and see if they can connect you to the right resources. Another thing, and I know, you know, we implemented the no cell phone pol policy this year during the academic day, but I really think it's important to limit uh, children's screen time and to really know what our kids are looking at. You know, there are apps that are masqueraded, disguised on that phone, and, and I think that, you know, that's a challenge. You know, when, when we were in school, when the school day ended, if we had an issue with anybody in school, when the school day ended, that issue ended. Now it's 24-7 with cell phones, and, and you know, that, that kind of behavior is nonstop where kids just can't get away from it. So I think just really trying to limit your child's screen time and being aware of what they're doing uh, behind closed doors and with their cell phones is really important. Jim, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Now we are joined by Sue Riss, school psychologist. Sue, thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Uh, as a school psychologist, what types of mental health issues are you seeing in our students? Um, we're seeing really a full range of mental health challenges. Depression, anxiety, um, a lot of students who have been exposed to trauma, and, um, you know, also the effects of COVID. Do you think the mental health issues that we're seeing in our students has increased in recent years from what it had been? I, I do think it's increased. Um, this is my 25th year as a school psychologist, and I really do see that things have changed drastically since the beginning of my career to now. Um, I think it's a lot more prevalent. I think we're talking about it much more, which is a good thing. I think people are a lot more aware of warning signs and little things, um, but I do see students being much more impacted. 
And what do we do as a school staff, um, folks like yourself as school psychologists, but also our school counselors, our social workers, even our, our teachers and support staff, what are we doing to help address those needs? I think there's been a huge push to really work hard to establish relationships with students and being aware of, hey, this seems a little different um, today, or I've noticed a pattern. Our teachers are really very, very in tune, I think, with what's going on with students. So, um, you know, certainly we get a lot of referrals from teachers who just want us to maybe check in on a student. Uh, we get calls from parents. We have students who self-refer um, and ask for support or, you know, come down sometimes in a crisis. Um, so we do a lot of work to try to really help students through a full range of mental health challenges. Because sometimes things are somewhat minor, but in that moment, a student might not see it as minor. So, you know, we're there to kind of triage the small things and um, help people find resources to deal with more drastic issues. For a parent or guardian who's noticing an issue um, that their child is dealing with, what would you say to them in how to move forward and, and help that child? I think number one is have a conversation, have multiple conversations with your child. Um, I think a lot of our students um, have phones and they are on social media and I think it's always a great thing when parents have an idea of what their student is looking at on social media, what they're posting on social media. Sometimes, believe it or not, students are more likely to reach out to a stranger on social media than talk to somebody in their own house. So having open conversations at home, I think, is a great first step. Um, and you know, from there, there's a wide range of professionals who are here at school who can point you in the right direction as to where to go from there. You know, a great first step for anybody at home listening to this would be to definitely um, have electronic free times as a family, um, spend time just talking, you know, it's always um, great to kind of reflect on your own childhood. And I think, you know, we can all recall, hopefully, some special people in our lives. I know, um, you know, my grandmother was somebody who, as soon as I entered the room, made me feel special. She wanted to hear what I had to say. She made time for me no matter what and dropped everything. Um, you know, making your child just feel um, listened to and heard can go a long way in terms of mental health. Hi, my name is Harper Erdman and I am a senior at Columbia High School in the East Greenbow Central School District. Mental health is a serious topic, but we still don't talk enough about it. Many people right here in our community are struggling emotionally or having a hard time. 
our family, friends, classmates, and neighbors. But there is help. If you or someone you know is in a mental health crisis, please contact the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. The 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline provides free and confidential emotional support 24 hours a day, 7 days a week across the United States. It is made up of more than 200 local and state-funded crisis contact centers across the country. The crisis counselors at these centers answer calls, chats, and texts from people in distress and provide needed support. To get help, call or text the number 988. And now, our amazing East Greenbush students share their favorite part of the school day. Hi, my name is Layla. I'm in fifth grade, and my favorite part of the school day is being with all my teachers. Hi, my name is Jack. I'm in third grade. My favorite part of the school day is to go out to recess. My name is Leanne Kaminsky. I'm in eighth grade, and my favorite part of the school day is being involved in school clubs and activities with my classmates. I try race. I am kindergarten. And my favorite thing to do in, in school is kindergarten. I mean, I mean, choice time. My name is Emily Beardsley. I'm in seventh grade, and my favorite part of the school day is Spanish class because I enjoy learning a foreign language. Hi, my name is Anna Nasavera. I'm a junior at Columbia High School, and my favorite part of the day is Mrs. Hotelling's gym class. My name is Tessa Prada, and I'm in sixth grade, and my favorite part of the school day is playing games in gym class. Hi, my name is Anthony from Columbia High School. I'm in 12th grade, and my favorite part of the school day is hanging out in our trainer's room with my friends and Sean Leggett. Hi, my name is Helen Ketzer. I'm a sophomore at Columbia High School, and my favorite part of the day is probably going to practice. I'm on the track and cross-country team, and I love going to see my friends at practice, and the Columbia Athletics is so supportive, and I love showing team spirit whenever I go to meets and stuff. During each episode of Let's Learn Together, we will have a student highlight, an activity they participate in at school, whether that be a club, a sport, a musical ensemble, or some other student group. Today we spotlight the SAD Club at Columbia High School. Hi, my name is Kelsey Reagan. I'm a senior at Columbia High School and I'm in the SAD Club. Uh, the SAD Club is Students Against Destructive Decisions, it's just a group of us promoting um, better activities throughout the school, creating ways to make better decisions, and just kind of bringing awareness to different topics, such as drug use, um, alcohol use, and things that can be really detrimental to high school kids and their mental health. We meet about two to three times a month, depending on if we have events coming up. And then at those meetings, we just talk about what the current month is, what we can do with that, how we can bring awareness into our school in different creative ways. I believe that physical health and mental health are very important, and I don't believe that people should, if they are struggling with mental health, turn to those kind of substances. So SAD Club has really helped me um, bring that out to people and spread the awareness about that, especially in our school. Coming up on the school calendar, we are hosting, in conjunction with the East Greenbush Police Department, a civilian response to active shooter events training on Thursday, January 4th, 
from 6 to 8 p.m. at Columbia High School. Again, that training will be offered to our community on Thursday, January 4th from 6 to 8 p.m. at Columbia High School. Parents and guardians are invited to this event to learn more about active shooter events and our school district's safety preparedness. There will be free childcare offered at Columbia High School to make it easier for our parents to attend the event. And on Saturday, January 13th, the 34th annual Winterfest returns to Howard L. Goff Middle School. There will be food, fun, crafts, and activities for the whole family. I hope to see you there. That's it for today's episode of Let's Learn Together. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. Have a great day.